Welcome to another episode of NFT Space Pod. This is your host, Paulina. Today, we'll be joined by my dear friend, Selma. I met her on Twitter Spaces, and she will be speaking about her experiences in the Ukraine. Uh, as most of you have heard by now, there has been a, a conflict, a war, an invasion of the Ukraine by Russia. Uh, we won't be speaking about sides. Uh, this is not a debate between Russia and the Ukraine. There are victims on both sides that have nothing to do with this. So Selma will be talking about her journey, leaving the country, the first bombing there, uh, all the experiences that she has been going through for the past two weeks. So please stay tuned. So, uh, Selma, um, this has been going on for two weeks now, the conflict in the Ukraine. Um, Can you tell me, uh, like, tell us a little bit about you, Selma? You're you're a med student, right? Yes, I'm in sixth year. It's my last year. I have only two months left to graduate. And now I don't know how long I have to graduate because it's not obvious what's going to happen with our education now. So, yeah, that's the main information now <laughs> that I only have two months left to graduate, but it all happened just just before that. So, and, you know, my university even got hit. We really don't know what's going to happen next. Where are you from originally? Well, I have uh, half Egyptian, half Algerian. Uh, I've been there for six years studying there for six years yeah um and actually it was good till till now what type of medicine are you studying i'm studying general medicine so after i finish my my six years there i will uh like do an internship then i will choose like what speciality i will do oh okay can you describe um these uh past two weeks for you, what was the um, experience of hearing, hearing about the uh, invasion, um, the first uh, bombing yeah. of the Ukraine? So first of all, we, we, we got the news like about some countries telling their uh, residents in Ukraine to leave. Uh, I have even um, my friend, his sister left before all of that, thank God. Uh, like families started to tell their student, their their sons and daughters like come back and just because the situation doesn't look good, but our universities never mentioned anything and even they said whoever left it's on their own responsibilities. We are not responsible about anyone who left. That was before twenty fourth of February. So everyone who left before that they just assume that something will happen so to be safe they left like in case something happened if not they will come back so for us graduating students we couldn't leave because we have exams and we have finals and we can't just leave because if we left that may affect our future there 
So, yeah, it was totally normal. And even we started asking Ukrainians, like, uh, I want to do my nails before. And I asked, like, the, the girl there, like, do you think the situation will escalate, like they are saying? She's like, no, we've been through this a lot. And we, we are going through this since 2014 and even before. And it was okay. Uh, my friend asked his barber also he was like no this is totally bullshit nothing will happen just they are just saying this to threat ukraine and don't worry everything will be okay but then um we heard also that the united states uh, moved their the embassy and some other countries moved their embassies to Lviv, just in case uh, Lviv is uh, a city in the west of Ukraine and originally they were uh, in Kyiv, which is the capital, mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of Ukraine. And so, yeah, we've been seeing stuff like that and people moving and people leaving. And we're just there, people in Ukraine, Ukrainians are totally uh, normal, acting okay, there's nothing gonna happen. So we acted like them, nothing gonna happen. We even told our families, don't worry. Uh, it's all okay. People here are, are saying nothing will happen. Uh, then one day, uh, I just woke up, like suddenly, there was, I, I felt my bed a little vibrating a little bit and the doors also vibrating, kind of vibrating, you know, like not moving, moving, but like you can feel something. And I heard a sound outside, so I I first thought it's the thunder and the weather is kind of bad, you know, it's usually bad there. Then the sound came again, and I was like, no, that's not normal. I need to check what's going on. So I went, like, closer to the windows, and, like, there was nothing. I couldn't see anything, but the voice were, like, more intense. I called, it was around 5 a.m. It's very early in the morning, like really early in the morning. I wake up around this time because like I usually have a class at eight or nine o'clock. So it it was weird that I, I heard that and there was the weather was okay. So I, I called some friends, I texted some friends. They were like, yeah, it's uh, we heard that. And some of them even confirmed that they saw something. Uh, we saw pictures uh, of like fire and stuff like that. And then they said uh, the airport, the military, I think the military airport was hit. We went to like Facebook and Instagram, even Twitter. We were like checking the news if something, someone mentioned anything. And yeah, it was confirmed that it's not thunder as I thought it's like a, an explosion and it didn't stop actually it kept going on so yeah at that moment I was like oh my god oh my god it's it's happening is it is it really happening and like you know as students we started talking to each other like do you think it's really going to be like that dangerous and stuff like that we, we had no idea what to think or what to, I don't know. We just kept like asking each other, do you think something will, will happen? The morning came. Um, I actually, that, 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 that 
uh, part of my life it's kind of blurry because it was all like um you know i was just doing stuff without thinking so first of all i i, I remember my friend going out because he wanted to change some money uh in case like really something happened we wanted to buy like water food uh anything we will need and uh i, I got a friend a call from a friend she was outside she told me i've been trying to go to the bank from the morning i've been trying to to get money from the atms around me and nothing everything is empty the banks are closed uh the places where we exchange money are closed so nothing is working and like they went to supermarkets they were packed with people like people were even in lines outside and like very far from the supermarkets and it was like people knew that now it's happening so we need to to you know get our stuff and stay safe home um a friend of mine managed to get some water and you know pasta some rice and stuff like that but like everything was empty and they waited for so long to get even those stuff uh, we couldn't change money we we tried even to to see if people have some grievances so they can change for us uh, and when we managed to find someone we changed it in a very low course like it was I guess 28 at the time and we changed less than 20 I guess. So it was like a shock for us but you know war. I even went to buy some tomatoes and some potatoes in case something because you know potatoes are going to help me if I stayed home. Uh, and it was so much very very expensive. It was like we used to buy this stuff with let's say a dollar and then it was around 14 13 dollars it was a shock for me actually because i never thought this would be that we we will pay this for for some potatoes and tomatoes uh but then uh, this was the first hours it's not even the first day i'm talking about like the morning of the day of the bombing of the day of 24th of february all of this happened during those hours uh, and during this we were we, we was uh, we were hearing like some explosions and you know people like were running and they started to tell us about the shelters that we need to go to and um, we just stayed home for the first day there was no wi-fi connection from the first day i guess there was no wi-fi connection uh we we when we tried to make calls mostly they were failed we could sometimes get phone calls but not all the time and then we started making telegram groups for us students for people in ukraine for for everyone there to, to just share information and then we started talking to our embassies we started we started to try to talk to our embassies actually but some of them we couldn't reach some of them said stay home and don't go out and from the first day, I remember also some people leaving uh, Kharkiv. I, I stayed in Kharkiv, which is at the very east of the country, which is like on the borders with uh, Russia. It was uh, one of the first cities that Russians entered, uh, you know, by their trunks and stuff, not only 
with flights, you know. And uh, for the first day, we just stayed home, trying to to understand what's going on. And then I I don't know. At, for at the beginning, I was in shock mostly because. Actually, I've, I, I have been through this um, kind of situation before. When I lived in Algeria, there was some bombings when I was young, and it was near my school one day. So I, I, I had like this memory of that, and it was like, for me, kind of traumatizing. I, even when I hear the bombings, I try to film, because when I see it through the phone, I don't know if it makes sense, but when I look at the... the the sky or anything through the phone i feel like it's not real i don't know if it's making sense but it, it kind of made me less anxious about it but you know I, it's just a coping mechanism to to make myself less uh, less worried about what's going on anyway so yeah that was for the first day of course the first day i never slept i stayed awake and Every time in in the early morning, you could hear the explosion intensifies. Like they they would stop for for a bit, but they would continue again. It, it didn't stop for long, actually. And the the uh, the the more days uh, passes pass, the more the 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 bombings and the explosions are intense and closer even you could hear them getting closer so uh that was for the first day mostly like uh kind of shock people leaving people uh, getting stuff from everywhere and then the second day we knew that pharmacies supermarkets everything was almost empty um then we start heard we we started hearing about uh hospitals being bombed uh we started seeing um trunks in the streets and uh when we saw on the map we saw that uh the russians were kind of in the center of the city it was pretty fast actually how they got in i don't know but it was pretty fast and then we heard about the center of the city being uh, bombed, uh, some hospitals, some military bases. Even then, we heard about uh, the first time we heard about uh, a civilian's uh, building being hit and uh, a, 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 a child dying. It was He was like 13 years old, I guess. That was one of the first victims of, of the, the war there and then some injuries but then it started getting worse they hit the pediatrics hospital it's actually the hospital where we studied there it was near my place uh, like 10 minutes away i don't know what's the point of of doing that actually it's they were children then we heard about the oncology department there also being damaged and children going to shelters and it was pretty bad, and from that going from that, it's it was only you know news about places, random places being bombed, and just 
sirens and people going to shelters. I, I, I documented some of those stuff on, on my phone. Um, yeah. How do you have, I mean, you've been there for six years now, or you were there for six years. You have friends there. Yeah. Uh, what, and you have friends that are still there. Um, you, you have made it over now to Egypt. Um, what was the process of trying to, of, of being there, of getting there? Of getting out from there? Yeah. Yeah, from getting out of the Ukraine. Yeah, so um, one of my friends actually was trying to convince me to leave from the first day, but I was so scared because when I heard that they are bombing random stuff, I I was afraid that they may bomb a bus or, or a train or something. I was so scared. And to be honest, I never thought things were will will escalate that much. I I never thought it's gonna be that intense because you know they've been they've been through this before, but it wasn't like that. It was normal, I guess we could say, not like now. But from the first day, I I, I refused. We heard about a bus uh, going out from there. And I managed to get safely to their destination, but I didn't want to make the, to take the risk actually, even like at least for the first couple of days because we didn't know the situation one hundred percent. Like it was really random. So, and actually, the second day we heard about a bus being bombed, so and people died. So, I was kind of relieved that I didn't leave. But then, uh, I guess on the fourth or the fifth day the bombing was really close to me i could see the the smoke and the my my balcony like i was there and it moved with me and i felt that i felt it so much so it was like really 3 minutes away from me i could see everything from my my window so that's when i decided that i can't even stay it's not safe to be home take the risk and go you don't know maybe you can you manage to 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 leave so we packed whatever we could um, actually it's not much we left everything behind so we just took the necessities and everything that would be warm for us because we knew that it was gonna be a long cold trip and then we went to the train station when we got there uh, they didn't allow students to get in we could see that they are allowing ukrainians and they were saying when we asked why we can't they said that we allow only uh, women and children then i was standing there i said okay i'm a woman he was like no only elderly so i was like but i am i'm not i'm not a citizen here i need to leave it's it's not safe for me to stay here he didn't care about what, what i said even then minutes after that i could see him letting even men ukrainians through this going through and getting to the train so i filmed that too i was like why he's a man and he's getting in he didn't even bother to answer me there was three african girls they were like those are my boyfriend our boyfriends we need to go with them we can't just leave them he's like if you past this you know the door to the train you can't come out if you come out you will not get in again you're lucky to to pass so don't bother because we're not gonna let them in 
and they didn't actually let them in at the end. We stayed out and we had to sleep at the train station to try to catch a train. We tried then another train and they also didn't allow us to get in. And finally, yeah. Was it like a matter of not having enough space or like why they were only allowing women and children? No, they uh, they were actually allowing women, men, children, but Ukrainians. Oh, huh. What? Ukrainians. Okay. Uh, I, yeah. Oh. I don't want to mention the racism there because they are in war now, but it was really, really, really intense, the racism there. They are so, they were so racist with us. When we managed to get on a train, a police, a police officer, or maybe let's say not a police police officer, but the, the one in the station, he came and tell people, foreigners, to get up and he kicked them out and got Ukrainians instead in their places. I also, I saw that with my eyes, him telling them to get up and leave. And he brought Ukrainian, Ukrainians instead. So even after they managed to get on the train, they kicked them out after that. It was horrible. And it wasn't a matter of space because if, if I send, I will send you some pictures when we finish this. The trains were packed. It's evacuation. So we don't care about about space. We need to leave. We are in danger. Our city is being bombed. We need to leave. So it wasn't a matter of space because when we got in, after that, when our train left, you can't imagine really how many people were there. People were standing on each other, sitting on each other. There was no place for anyone to move a leg. I even uh, described it as um, a can of sardines, you know, how it will be so crowded in there. You know, you put every sardine you can to make it full. It was like that. It was very crowded, very, very crowded. And one of the things I saw also, uh, when people got on, from another station, got on the train, um, you know, there was people, there were uh, people sitting on the chairs and people standing. There were children standing, uh, old people standing and people sitting. So one of the things that happened that one of the Ukrainians uh, who were standing, he said that um, he asked a foreigner, can you please get up and let uh, someone sit instead? So he was like, yes, sure. And he stood up. Then they asked another foreigner the same thing. So I was like, can I ask a question? She was like, yes. I told her, why won't you ask Ukrainians? Because there were Ukrainian men, not even women. I don't want you to ask women to get up for you. But there were Ukrainian Ukrainian men sitting, and you didn't ask them to get up for you. Why would you ask the foreigners to get up? She was like, because Ukrainians don't want to. I was like, why if they don't want to stand up for you, a Ukrainian like them, why us foreigners would want to do that. 
she just stood there. She didn't say anything. But then you're you were finally you you're actually able to finally yeah I'm so sorry that it is yeah I didn't even know anything about that yeah because you know now everything on the news is about how I don't want to make their misery something not you know serious because it is serious there are children dying people dying there people suffering there I am 100% supporting all of them but I don't support what they are doing to you know I, I am seeing videos of people not allowed to get on the train people um, you know are are even being forced to stay in the country foreigners not even Ukrainians, because, you know, all, most Ukrainians are, are fleeing the country. Most of them don't want to fight. Most of them don't want to to do anything with it. They just want to leave. They just want to be safe. So why are you making us foreigners staying, forcing us to stay or even treating us in that way? Because we, we don't have anything to do with this. Really, we, we have already some problems in our country. Some of us really have, have to deal with other problems in, in their country. So I don't know. It, it didn't make any sense. But eventually, I couldn't see a child standing and not let him sit because it's heartbreaking. And I'm not a bad person. But I was wondering, you know, because you wonder when you see something like that, when you see Ukrainian men sitting down and Ukrainians... They are like they are brothers and sisters in the same country. You see, I I, I would not even believe that I, I I can see someone from the same place that I am, and and that they will ask me to to help, and I won't. It's it's unbelievable. But I don't know. Um, we we even try to manage to like change seats with them. Some of the time we sit down, they sit down. But but um, it was only from us actually, and there were some Indians, some some Turkish people. But other than that, Ukrainians were not helping each other. I'm sorry, I am saying that, but I saw this with my own eyes. Then we managed to get to Lviv after, I guess, twenty hours, twenty four hours, maybe, on the train with all of these people and our water finished and our food finished and it was ugh. but we managed to get at least we were safe that's the most important thing how, how can uh, people not even on the continent help right now with the situation because I, I mean i don't i'm not looking at this as like a ukraine versus russian thing but as a humanist thing just trying to help humans that had nothing to do with this as you said it's no one's fault whether or not ukrainian russian foreign whatever how can people help on both sides with um victims of both in uh, russia and the ukraine uh, honestly i don't know because i guess they are getting um some people there uh, trying to give uh, to donate some money to donate food to donate stuff there but it's kind of hard to to get the to get this to them but uh, as i can see from the videos that um, from my city where i was staying from kharkiv i can see that they are managing to get some 
like food, some children, some like, you know, babies' necessities, you know, the things that they need for their kids, uh, some medications even. Uh, I, I was with a woman actually that, uh, she was an old woman, she said that she left the country only because she couldn't find uh, her heart medication. It was nitroglycerin, she couldn't find it there, so she had to leave because without it she might be in danger, she might die. Uh, I have a friend of me that her family stayed uh, in Kharkiv. She left, but the family, her family stayed there. And her father, her grandfather, I'm sorry, her grandfather have also has also heart problems and he can't get uh, his medication. So I think the most important thing now that they get medications to them because most of the Ukrainians have, I guess, heart problems, liver problems, you know, mm -hmm. so that's just the, the thing that they need the most water food because uh, some cities are are really surrounded by russians uh, they can't get anything like a city called i guess mariupol i know that there is people there they can't uh, go out they can do anything the russians are in the streets now it's totally in russians hands now so uh I'm I'm trying to get to 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 get some ways to get things to them, but I I honestly don't know because I can't even think of a way for this to get into the country. But for now, mostly they're asking for donations because a lot of stuff has been destroyed, uh, hospitals, um, even I don't know a lot of places, universities even. I don't know. It's 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 hard there now. The city is being destroyed, honestly, and it's heartbreaking to see a place you lived in for that long time and places you you took photos in, you know, places you went, hang out with friends there, uh, beautiful places. Just looking at them now, how they look, it's 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 heartbreaking. But yeah, we we are trying to to, to even I, I heard even Russia making like um uh, um I don't know, letting people to leave. But I, I guess after that they started bombing the places where they were leaving from. I don't know if it's true, but that's what I read. So I don't know how people will get any help there. But mostly donations, I guess, because uh, you can get money from ATMs, banks are closed. Um, I don't know, people are living on the stuff they that still in, in the country, stuff that they are saving from before. So how are you, how are you, how are you feeling? Well, uh, for me, I don't know, I'm still in a shock even after I left. Um, I, I mentioned before uh, when I hear I live near the airport, so whenever I hear a plane, I feel something, and I just try to hide. It's kind of reflex I do, but yeah, I'm managing now to, you know, I'm, I'm mostly actually I'm concerned about my future, my education now because it's it's really hard. Uh, it's only two months away the graduation and. We have no idea what's going to happen to us. I'm really concerned about repeating a year. I know, I know, it's something n not to to think about now. We we need to think about our safety. But believe me, it's my future. You know, I I can't just 
ignore it. It's it's really important for me. It's it's the only reason I went there actually. It's is to study and graduate. So, but but uh, the university actually is is not just uh, leaving us like that. They they send us uh, messages and they said that they will try to make it long distance. But for now, for these two weeks, we have to wait, not to take any steps. And um yeah, I'm trying to to manage it and I'm waiting. Um, but I am in shock mostly because. I don't want to be political, but also in, in another way, I am seeing this um, all of a sudden people, even in, I don't know, people are, are making this, which, which is, is a big deal, actually, because there, there, there are people dying, children dying, and they need help. But, you know, for me, and especially I'm, I'm Arab, so... For me, I have this. I have seen this before. I have seen it in in Palestine, in Iraq, in in Syria, even Syria. It's the main reason. It's Russia. So I have seen this before. And the sad thing that, and it's actually affecting me that I can see how much attention this Ukrainian war is getting, and it's just unbelievable. Like. We never got this attention. When we tried to defend ourselves, we've, we, we've been called terrorists. We, we've been called murderers. And we just, we wanted to defend our countries from occupation because also the, like uh, this was occupation for us. But I don't know, it's kind of sad. And, and I, I was thinking the same thing too. I mean, Syria? And the borders were closed. No one was allowed to come to the U.S., Mister, only for one reason, because it's a Muslim country. Yeah. And like, and now it's just like, hey, everyone, welcome Ukraine, because basically, if I'm gonna say it, it's because they're white, it's racism. Yeah. Yes, yes, and it's it's heartbreaking because I don't know. I even heard like you can see if you 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 saw my tweets. I I retweeted some of the speeches from some of the countries some of them said of course we will have to accept those refugees they are blonde people with blue eyes and they are like us educated people they need to we need to welcome them of course they're Europeans so what are you saying because we are not blonde people with blue eyes and you you assume that we are not educated you know Syria is one of the oldest con uh, cities in uh, and countries in the world like and one and one of the ancient languages were were there in Syria so it doesn't make any sense to say that we are not educated and we have no history and you know media now made it very bad for for I don't know I don't know how it is even football I can't imagine I can't imagine how how much attention now they're getting and they are making for Ukraine and before because you only um, said anything about Palestine there is this uh, football team Celtic I guess it's called uh, they supported Palestine when there was a war in 2021 May 2021 they held the Palestinian flags and they got sanctioned they got fined and I guess um, 
I don't know, they kick them out of something. I'm not sure of this, but even though now they are, they have to wear Ukrainian flags. They have, even if you see on, on Instagram and stuff like that, you will see Premier League putting like the logo with Ukrainian flag. Um, everywhere you can see the Ukrainian flag. So now we can mix politics with football. Now it's allowed before it wasn't all of a sudden because it's European country. It's allowed again. I I am, I swear I am one hundred percent against the war. I I am not supporting the war. People are dying. I am not with this. Civilians are dying and children are dying. This is so wrong. This is murdering, and I am so against this. But why they get this attention and? Others, they don't. Afghanistan, for example, they were also in the situation for so long, but because it wasn't Russia, it was the USA, so it's not uh, allowed to talk about it. But we are allowed to talk about Ukraine. I don't know. It's kind of sad, especially because I really feel that uh, I'm in the Middle East, so I am very connected to this. And Palestine is one of the like very beloved countries to our to us and we really we know the situation there I hope you know the situation there it's been yeah, for yeah. more than 70 I've, years like that I've been involved for a long time yeah it's been yeah. a long, long time conflict but yeah I've been involved in many protests and stuff like um from 2014 when it got really bad to yeah yeah but it wasn't like the same definitely not the same sort of attention from the even from the u.s because yeah like president like biden is saying like you know welcome everyone from the ukraine but it wasn't even when obama was in like in office with all the like palestine conflicts as well it was like on the news all the time like oh we need to help people from palestine like people like open up your homes and like bring them in it was definitely not the same kind of response and yes. it was worse, way, way, way worse. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of heartbreaking to see that because we are all human beings, really. Yeah. What do you, so with your medical career, or do you think you'll be, so are you going to have to go back to, to Ukraine? Ukraine? Yeah. Well, for now, I'm, honestly, there is no place to go back to uh, my university is one of the places that got hit so it's kind of destroyed not not that bad it's not like on the ground but it will need some time to to rebuild what's destroyed but I, I don't know we have this exam uh, it's called uh, step two in Ukrainian, it's Croc 2, which is, uh, uh, I guess, some kind of license exam for students there. You do this exam, you pass, you graduate, and uh, there's. it's not clear what will happen with this because in, in order to graduate, we need to pass this exam and, and, and we need to pass this exam, so we need to be there. And now we can't. So for now, the universities are just mentioning long distance uh, online studying, but not now. Uh, we I had this message that we will wait for another two weeks till 28th of the month. And we will see after that if we will be able to continue online or not. Uh, 
and yeah, uh, it's unclear. And you know, I'm, I'm, I have anxiety, so it's it's not helping. I am thinking every day about it because it's really hard. You know, it's only two months away. You could some people were like even preparing for their graduation. Some people were like, uh, I don't know. We were just thinking about what we will do after we graduate, how we will live. I don't know. It's it's yeah. kind of hard to see all your future just... Yeah, kind of going through the same thing. Too. Yeah. yeah, I graduated at college in 2019, and then, yeah, pandemic was, like, a couple oh, months after that. So this kind of same thing happened to me. I was, like, uh, pretty wild. Okay, uh, work visa, Japan, law school, all of that. It's like, I don't know anymore. Yeah, kind of lost. Um, but you'll get through it. That. yeah that's what we're trying to do get through it we're trying to just wait and see it's hard yeah but there is nothing else we can do honestly we are because who who are we gonna ask there it's it's all destroyed they're all trying to leave they're all in the same situation like us we can blame them too because they they are Ukrainians and their countries their country is being hit so we can't blame them for not knowing what to do but also we are lost so it's it's very hard situation especially for for graduating students because you know people students in first second third fourth year even fifth year it's okay for them um they they can finish anything next year if it's available if if it's if it's everything will be okay but for us graduating students it's kind of hard because you know we are supposed to to do something different next year at the beginning of the next year we, we we're supposed to you know go do our internships we we were supposed to be doctors already we were supposed to go back to our countries, do our internships, uh, try to see what we will do in our future, our jobs. But now, you know, not knowing what will happen, maybe repeating a year is an option and it's it's not a good option at all. It's not a good option because it's it's not going to be fair for us. So, and, and not only student, foreigner students, actually, even Ukrainian students are in the same situation. We can't ignore that too. They also have the same exam. They also have to do the same thing. So they don't know even what they will do. So we are all in the same situation. We are hoping and praying that everything will be okay soon. Not even for our education, but for all this blood that's gone and all these people that are getting killed and they're dying in this this bad situation and bad war. I don't know. We're just waiting and praying for everything to be okay in the near future. We're praying that less of this will happen. And not only for Ukraine, for all all the countries there that they are going through this bad kind of thing. The people are dying and we're just hoping in the future that this would be not to listen, but it would be a reference, maybe. I don't know, I'm not very good in English, but I guess maybe like if, if there is a war in some other places, I hope it will get the same attention. I'm not talking about only Arab countries or only Palestine or only Syria or only Iraq, but anywhere, anywhere that they're having some problems, some 
you know, it's it's kind of weird that because it's a European country, it got all of that attention, you know. I just hope in the future, if something like that happened to any other place, they will act and re they will react the same way they reacted when this happened to Ukraine. And again, I'm praying for all Ukrainians there that they are staying there, defending their country to be safe and for this to end and for them to live in their country again as before because it was a very beautiful country. It was um, very nice to, to stay there and I hope, I really hope everything will go back to normal again. It will take some time because it's mostly destroyed now. It will take some time to build all of this, but I know Ukrainians will not leave their country like that. They will unite and build it again in no time, hopefully. And yeah, I hope for this to end, honestly, for, for, for everyone to live better now because it's really traumatizing. I can't imagine children there, how they are feeling, the children that are staying there, the women are are giving birth there, there, there is life, there is new life getting there and, and it's hard for them to be under this situation. They need, they need stuff, they need food, they need water, they need medications. And it's not a good life to live under the ground for most of your day in a shelter not even knowing what's going outside because you're afraid if you go outside there will be a bomb near you or something or I, I heard even about civilians being shot not even from explosions they were being shot so it's it's traumatizing and I hope everyone will be safe I'm praying for them all thank you Thanks for listening to another episode of the show. This show is, of course, uh, hosted, produced, and uh, edited by me, Paulina. Theme song by Ricardo FR200. You can find him on Twitter. You can also find the podcast, NFT Space Pod, on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email me. Um, unfortunately, at this time, I'm not taking any new interviews. I have about 100 people in line. It's going to take me months to, to get through this. If it's an urgent, urgent thing, yeah, of course, DM me. And I, I read everything that I get, but just let you know, I am very backed up right now. But hey, I will get to all of you, all right? And please, give a review on this episode, on this podcast. The reviews will get more attraction and more... Um, years on the podcast and that's just great for everyone thank you and take care